you guys are having a wonderful good friday the most wonderful day of all time because this is the day when our lord jesus conquered the enemy i'm glad to see you here i'm melissa red pill the world we look at the q posts and the current events and the trump tweets in the light of god's word and we do this because his love so amazing <laughs> demands that we also act out of love if his love has filled our hearts, then we, we have to do the same. We have to do the same. Even though people might not recognize this, this is loving. <laughs> We're trying to save humanity here. <laughs> the most loving thing that we could possibly do. So today I want to focus on this amazing day, what this day represents. And I want to read to you some passages. Um, I know you guys, it makes me so happy when you guys text me and say that you're, you know, understanding the word of God as never before. It just makes my day. It really, really does. And Q has said, this is biblical. This is biblical. He's not just talking about monumental or huge, but, or like a plague. He's talking about, or, you know, this God raining down judgment. He's talking about, this is the promises being fulfilled that God had for us for thousands of years. We're seeing them. We have a front row seat. But everyone's here on this earth to see what's going on, but not everyone has the eyes to see it. And that's what I hope to do is to, I've got 300 plus videos on my channel to help people see what's really happening. This is the promise of God. We knew we were close. We just didn't know exactly how it was going to, how it's going to happen. Thank God for Q because now we know, but this is the day this represents. And I love this sun being behind it because when you look past the cross and the pain that he suffered, because he, it was that great love, love. So amazing. So divine demands my soul. He said, I'm going to give it all because I'm looking through past the cross to see, I'm going to bring everybody you know, conquer the enemy so that everyone can be, have this wonderful day, wonderful life, wonderful future, the future with no more beast and false prophet and Satan. We're, and we're, we're this close. We're really, really super close. And so today I don't find it a coincidence at all that DJT stands for 41020, which is this monumental day of history when we're cut that Jesus conquered sin, the devil and death, our biggest enemies, sin, the devil and death that he conquered them. I don't find it a coincidence at all that, that his, his name is, is represents that day in this year, which is the year 
the Bible calls the year of Jubilee, the year of the captives being set free, the cat, the, the, you know, everything being set right. You know, I told my husband today, cause he, he had, he got something from our, uh, our CPA about, Oh, you know, I need this information for your taxes. I said, just get an extension. <laughs> We're not paying taxes ever again. We're not. I'm just, I'm just hoping, praying I'm right. He's, he extended, if you notice the sales, uh, the, the, um, the, the student loans, it was like first supposed to be two weeks and now it's six months. He, he said, Oh, he, we have an extension on paying our taxes from 415. Not one more penny to the cabal because every penny was going to the cabal. Not one more penny. So today we were like, okay, what is 41020? What is, is there something that's going to special that's going to happen on 41020? And so we see this coming today, which is, if you saw Gregor's, even though we all expected it, John Solomon just confirmed seconds ago on Sean Hannity's radio show that multiple DC grand jury subpoenas have been issued on behalf of U.S. Attorney John Durham. Here we go. Here we go. Pfizer will be the start. We'll see, you know, what all this is. And so then he, he posted that as well as all these indictments tracking. So what, who are these? One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, indictments tracking. Acts of treason. This is, uh, yeah, huge, huge. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. So this is a monumental day. And really to defeat the enemy. And we've had to take all this time to clean out, as he was saying a little farther down, you know, cleaning out all of these um, places. Okay, all the departures, the CEO departures, the FBI departures, the DOJ departures, the state departures, the White House departures, the DIA and the Pentagon and the Senate and the House and the ambassadors and the IG and the judges and the uh, Supreme Court installations and the White House installations and the FBI installations and the CIA installations, the DOJ installations and the U.S. attorney uh, uh, installations. All of that had to get done so that we could get to this day so that we can start indictments. Because if we had not, then the indictments would have just been, oh, we'll throw that out of court. So many pieces of the puzzle had to be put exactly, precisely in place. Just like a, you know, this, that uh, pixie sticks. It just one had to be after another. That's not the best idea, you know, but just know, you know, just piece by piece by piece. Exactly, methodically, perfectly, exactly timed, precision. And so I'm so glad we're here. I know you guys feel the same way. It's like, oh, I didn't think we'd ever get here. So yeah. Um, all right. So I want to show you guys something that is a video. Okay. So we're going to talk about this great date in all of history when our, when the devil was, was conquered at the cross. We would not be here today if if, if Satan was not a conquered foe, he is a conquered foe because of what our Lord Jesus did on the cross. That is why we're here and able to fight the devil. Okay. We have the power of the Holy spirit to, and, and, and our relationship with God only because of what Jesus did on the cross. We know that. So um, we got to go to Israel 
And I'm just so thankful because I had wanted to see, have in my mind, okay, where, where was this? How did, you know, on that night when he was arrested, it's like how they, they went from here to there to there up. To, it's just like, how did they do that? You know, and they didn't have cars. They had to walk all this. Where did, you know, I wanted to kind of get a, a visual of how this was all laid out. And so it was so great to do that. And so this is a really, uh, you know, did this video and I hope you really like it um, about showing you piece step by step. And I'll, I'll just walk you through it. And I bet you have too. The city of Jerusalem and the path that Jesus took from the night of the Last Supper until he rose from the dead. So let's go. When Jesus crossed the Mount of Olives, his first view was the huge Temple Mount. Here's a close-up of the massive temple. And here's a map of the first century Jerusalem. Okay, so that's what it did look like back in the day. You remember in AD 70, they came in and they, they pushed all this off off of the Temple Mount. So it's all been taken away from the Temple Mount. And that's what it looked like. The, the, the city looked like in Jesus's time. And then way over here, this little brown spot is the dump. And that's Golgotha right there. And so when he was basically the Praetorian Guard is here and he would have been taken down, I don't know, winding streets, whatever, to get out to this, to this spot. Okay, so continue. The Temple Mount in the center, the upper room on Mount Zion, Caiaphas's palace a little farther down the mountain. Okay, did y'all see that? The Antonio Fortress with the Praetorium, and Golgotha, and the empty tomb. After 2,000 years, several of... All right, so it was upper, upper room is up here, okay? Caiaphas's house is where he was, he was taken when he was arrested. Caiaphas was the high priest, ruthless, evil. Yeah. Um, so that, and he had a pit in his house. So Jesus was taken here. Okay. So after they had the, the last supper, he walked down through here and likely out over around this way. You see that pool is the pool of Siloam where the guy, you know, it's a famous, famous pool. I used to call it Siloam, but I've learned it's Siloam. Anyway, so then, so they would come down through here and this is the Kidron Valley down here. And on the other side is the, is, uh, is the, uh, the garden, okay? The locations may not be exact, but it's still helpful in our understanding of what happened over those four days. This is a view of the Temple Mount now. The temple and the city were destroyed in AD 70 as prophesied. The structure with the golden dome is called the Dome of the Rock. It was built and is controlled by Muslims. It is where Abraham bound Isaac. Well, this is the view of the Mount of Olives. And that actually, I think, is not correct. Now, I think that actually the place where Abraham bound Isaac is actually Golgotha, where our Lord Jesus was crucified. But it's, it's still on the same mountain. All right. So this is, this is the Garden of Gethsemane, or this, this little grove of trees. This is, this is the Kidron Valley. So on the, on the other side, I think I heard somebody knocking. Hold on. So this is on the other side of that Kidron Valley. And so it goes up. This is the Mount of Olives right here. So you've got the Mount Zion on the other side. And then this is the Mount of Olives right here. So the olive trees on that side. All right. So let's keep going. 
from the Temple Mount. The Garden of Gethsemane is that grove of olive trees at the foot of the Mount of Olives. Well, this view shows how steep the path is that Jesus most likely took down the Mount of Olives on his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And from the foot of the Mount of Olives, you see the steep incline to the Temple Mount. On the southern side of the Temple Mount is Mount Zion, and it goes down to the Kidron Valley. This is the Kidron Valley. Sorry about the shaky video, but at least you can get an idea of the steep incline of Mount Zion and the distance from the valley to the summit. See, on Thursday night, Jesus and his disciples walked from the temple, where he had been speaking against the religious leaders, to an upper room near the top of Mount Zion. So probably way up here right up here, kind of where that, that, that uh, I don't know if it's a temple or whatever it is right there. So basically the upper room is way up on the top of this, of this mountain. Okay. And we think of a mountain, but it's kind of like more like a hill, right? All right. That is where Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples, where he instituted the Lord's Supper, where he washed the disciples' feet and told them that one of them would betray him and where he tried to prepare them that he would be taken and crucified. On that night, Jesus... Now, I do want to show you before we leave that is it's going to show you here in a little bit. I think it's going to come back to it to show you right in here is Caiaphas's palace. Okay, so he was the, the, the high priest, so that was his house right there. ...betray him, and where he tried to prepare them that he would be taken and crucified. On that night, Jesus would have walked down some stone steps on the mountainside and likely exited the city at the fountain gate near the pool of Siloam and walked into the Kidron Valley. This scale model shows what the city looked like at the time and the path to the Kidron Valley. He would have made his way down to the Garden of Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives where Judas knew Jesus would go to pray. This is part of the Garden of Gethsemane in which Jesus prayed that if there was some other way for the cup to pass, but not my will but yours be done. I was overcome with his willingness to do whatever it took to save us. You can see the proximity to the Temple Mount, which is right next to the Antonio Fortress where the Roman soldiers stayed. The soldiers and the Jewish leaders and Judas came into this garden to arrest Jesus, who was willingly waiting for them. And they marched him right back down the Kidron Valley and probably up these stone steps to the high priest Caiaphas's palace. About halfway up the Mount Zion, you can get a view of a gray dome church that was built over the ruins of Caiaphas's palace. He was rich and powerful. So right there. Uh, let me try powerful. To... So right there is Caiaphas's house. So you can see it's not, it's not that big when you, when you think about it. So he went down, down through the valley to the other side and it was right there next to the praetorium. And the, so the Roman soldiers just came and grabbed him right there. You know, it wasn't that like they had to go far. And then they marched him right back up that hill. He had just come down and to Caiaphas's house. He was also cruel and ruthless. This picture was taken right by the ruins of Caiaphas's palace. You can see the proximity to the Temple Mount. You see the Golden Dome and the Mount. You see it right there, the Golden Dome, and then there, right there is the Mount of Olives. You see how close everything is. So there's the Mount of Olives right there, and there's the the, the dome, and this is right here at Caiaphas's house. Isn't that wild? 
Mount of Olives in the background? Caiaphas even had a pit in his home for his enemies. Jesus was horribly beaten with 40. At that time, I said it was for his enemies. It was likely because he's one of them. He's one of these who's, who's taken the mark of the beast, who does these evil rituals. And that's where he would keep his, his toy, whatever he was, evil thing he was doing. Which is amazing that our Lord Jesus went into the very same pit when he was arrested that they would use for these victims. Lashes and then lowered into this pit. But then it was filthy and dark, and Jesus spent the night there like a caged animal with no help, awaiting the mock trial by the Sanhedrin. I felt honored to take a picture of my feet where Jesus had suffered so willingly for us. So much false testimony at this palace, it just didn't add up. But Jesus did not defend himself at all. He even sealed his own fate when Caiaphas said, Tell us whether you're the Son of God. Jesus said, You have said it yourself. You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Okay, so so it, for those who are maybe not as aware of exactly how it all happened, so they got in midnight, whatever. After everyone had gone home, gone to bed, they went and had the Roman guards... So, uh, arrest Jesus. Jesus went, they took him to Caiaphas's house early, early, early in the morning. They, they took him to, um, you know, to Pilate early. And then Pilate said, well, no, you go to Herod. Herod's at the top of the, of the mountain, which is kind of close to where he had the, the last supper. And then Pilate, uh, Herod, who just wanted to see a, a magic trick. He just wanted him to do some kind of miracle for him. Jesus was not going to do that. He, and they ended up going back to Pilate. So he was back at Pilate's early and and beaten and he was on the cross by 9 a.m okay so all this happened in the middle of the of the night and so the people woke up the next morning and jesus is beaten to a pulp and, and walking coming down the street the little you're going to see the passageways here in a minute and there was nothing they could do i mean it was done now some people have been paid off to go and meet over there early in the morning like trolls, we know very well, to go over there and say, crucify him, crucify him. But most people had no idea what was going on. The Sanhedrin condemned Jesus of blasphemy because he claimed to be God. So the soldiers took Jesus past the Temple Mount and into the Antonio Fortress. The religious leaders marched right to Governor Pilate's residence, the Praetorium, and coerced him to put Jesus to death. On the far right of the screen, you can see a tower. This is where the ruins of the Antonio Fortress and the Praetorium are. King Herod's palace actually is on the top of Mount Zion. This is a scale model showing the Antonio Fortress just north of the Temple Mount along the northern city wall. This close-up shows you what the fortress looked like. And this is the excavated floor where the Roman soldiers tortured their prisoners. The columns and the ceiling were not there at the time, but have been built since. They gave him 39 lashes with a cat of nine tails, ripping the flesh off him, mocking with a crown of thorns and spitting on him and beating him on the head. You can actually see the king's game board scratched into the stone floor, showing how the soldiers placed bets as they viciously brutalized Jesus. They unleashed their work. Do you see the game board? It's etched into the, uh, scratched into the floor. They would have, it's like a little game board and they, they would, you know, throw dice to see what they would, what, how they would feed him or torture him or whatever they would do to him. Evil. First, they were ruthless and bloodthirsty, but Jesus never gave up. And these are the narrow stone streets and buildings of Jerusalem, very much the same as they were in Jesus' time. 
Jesus carried the crossbeam up the mountain because the crucifixions were done outside the city walls. This model shows one possible location just north of the Temple Mount. Does that make sense, you guys? So he would come from the Praetorian Guard over here and then going up, 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 up this, this side of the mountain. And outside the gate, he would go, they took him to Golgotha right there. Just outside the Damascus Gate, basically at the dump. The Bible calls it Golgotha, or the place of the skull. This is a view of that location from the Mount of Olives on the ridge north of the Temple Mount. You see the White Tower? And on this first century map, you can see the location of Golgotha on a major road north of the Temple Mount. The Romans enjoyed horrifying the people by having them walk past the crucifixions at eye level, where they could read the sign showing the crime that person was convicted of. This certainly looks like a skull to me, though no one knows for sure if this is the exact location of Jesus' crucifixion. And just a few steps away from the skull-like rock, there's a lush garden, just like the Bible describes. If this isn't the place, it surely gives us a good idea of what it was like. And on one side, there's a tomb cut into the rock. It has a large area on the left and room for two bodies on the right, typical for a wealthy man's tomb, as Joseph of Arimathea would have had. This could be the very place where they laid Jesus' body and where he rose again. Wherever it was, Jesus' resurrection proves that he lived a sinless life and that the Father accepted his sacrifice as atonement for our sin. Because he lives, we too will live forever. Clearly, his tomb is empty. And I love the sign on the door. Just as the angel said, he is not here, for he is risen. After 40 days and six appearances and 500 eyewitnesses to his resurrection, Jesus ascended from the Mount of Olives to the right hand of the Father. See the tower on the Mount of Olives? This is the Church of the Ascension and marks the location where Jesus ascended. I hope this short video has been yeah, see how you can see the, the Kidron Valley right here. So the, the Mount of Olives is, this is the Mount of Olives, and then the, the um, uh, Gethsemane is right down there. And then, of course, there's the Temple Mount, all right? And then there's the top of the hill where, it, where he was. So, yeah, you can get the, get the visual of it right there. So I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, and helped you to visualize the path that, that he took. Um, I also did a video, I also did a video that is amazing, that I've, of information that I found out about. <laughs> That's amazing information. I can't go into it right now, but the, the, this is it. I want you to, I'm gonna you know, put it below in the description box. I'm gonna link it at the end of the, of the video. Um, Cataclysmic find an underground vault. Now I don't think now that, you know I probably you know that's that's not what I think it is anymore. I don't think that that's what my, I think Mark Taylor his prophecy is probably more about these these children that have been uh, you know these bodies. I think that's likely more likely what what the, that was about. But this is about the Ark of the Covenant. I'm not going to go into it on this video, but I would really encourage you to watch that. It's got 460,000 views. It's a, it's hugely important. And I go into what that means. What is an Ark of the Covenant? And what does that mean for us as far as the being the payment counter for, for the blood to be sprinkled on for our sins to be remitted and forgiven? 
I just, this is the day of revelation. I'm telling you, this is the day of so much revelation. So I wanted you guys to see the, some of the conversations that Jesus had with his disciples just before. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it really reminds me sometimes of, of, you know, when we, we listen to Q and we're like, trying to understand because they're trying so hard to understand. It's kind of like us. We're like, what does he mean? <laughs> and, you know, now looking at it, you know, we're like, well, can't you see through it? Duh. But it's just like, just like when, um, when, you know, Q says future proves the past. Well, it all makes sense once you have all the pieces of the puzzle. Right. And so, you know, they didn't want the, just like Q said today, they don't want the enemy to know the plan. And so we don't want to help them, right? And so I hope I'm not I'm not guilty of doing that. Anyway, so um, chapter 16, I have told you these things so that you won't want to abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. Isn't that the truth? People have expelled us from their friendships, from, yeah. We've been, we've been treated like we're crazy people and all that. Don't abandon your faith. Know that, that you are doing this. Like the song said at the very beginning, his, his, this love so amazing of what he did for us demands our, our life, our soul, our all, you know, so this is, it's going to all, all be worth it. And I think pretty quick here. I think we're going to get a lot of well done, now good and faithful servant pretty quick here. So just keep going. Don't abandon your faith this time. They'll think that they're, they're, you know, being helpful. Oh, stay away from, don't listen to that person. You know, they're crazy, whatever. So, and stay away from them. They're conspiracy theorists. It's okay. It's more and more people who in the past have been like, Oh, I don't need to pay attention to that. They're, they're coming to us and saying, tell me what's going on. And yeah, more and more, we're going to be exonerated that we were on, we were right. And so it's, it's already happening. Actually, I was going to come on and do this video much, much earlier today. And, uh, actually I got into a, a phone call with a friend of mine. She said, let's talk tomorrow. If you got some time to talk, we were on the phone two hours <laughs> and she had actually talked to someone. And I think this is a new Q follower or whatever. And so she was like, oh, I don't really, she wasn't really buying into the, you know, the whole thing about the children and all. So then I, we started talking and I was explaining it to her. And, and, uh, so after two hours, <laughs> she realizes this is legit. This is the real, this is really happening. And she needs to get on the bandwagon. And, I, and she remembers that I had told her about some of this a long time ago. She said, I just wasn't awake at the time. So that's just, that's just going to be the case. So, um, the Lord had a reason for us to be involved in it this long so that we would have the ability to take someone, let's say this other person, you know, planted the seed enough to get her to question and, and look into it. And then we can go in those of us who've been in it longer and, and help to, to explain it more clearly. Right. So, you know, all of us working together, everybody doing their part one person water you know plants the seed another one waters god provides the increase like the word of god says so let's just everybody just doing whatever they can do right so we're not waiting on anybody else everybody's got to pull right so i'm not going to read this whole thing but i wanted just to tell you a little bit more about what he said i tell you the truth you will weep and mourn and grieve over what is going to happen to me but the world will rejoice they're going to be so oh, yeah we killed him we got rid of him 
the world. It doesn't mean the whole world. It means the, the worldly people, the earthly people, the demonic people, okay? You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. Now, the reason I'm reading this to you is, is yes, as, as a memorial to what our Lord Jesus did, but also because I think that some of this is, is double meanings. I think in the same way, we've been, been mistreated, right? As it was saying before, we are sometimes grieving because of all this that's going on that's you know and he says you will grieve but your grief will suddenly be turned to wonderful joy and this is this is so much like what we're seeing i think all we've been girls know when you're in labor you just work and you work and you work and you try and you think it's going to never the baby will never get there but then when the baby's there it's everything's a-okay like this verse it will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor when her child is born her anguish gives way to joy because she has brought a new baby into the world so it's 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 going to be like that yes it was like that when when our lord jesus they were so sad because he died and they're like their their hope was gone they were, their hopes were completely dashed. They thought he must not have been the one. They didn't understand. They couldn't put it all together. They, they, so much of it just had to be, had to be hidden, right? And, and not, not made clear. And so then when they saw that he was alive, he appears in their room with them. They're in the room. The doors are locked and all of a sudden he's there. They were so happy. It was just such joy. Right. And the same thing for us, we've been working and fighting and fighting and trying and struggling. And it's, we're going to see this when this birth of this millennial reign and the bad guys are gone and we, we have this, these indictments and all this starts to roll out. We're going to have absolute joy, joy. And go guys, we're so close. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. So, so exciting. So exciting to see this on this great day for 1020. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you'll rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. That imagine our Lord Jesus being the king of the world, ruling the world and we with him. No one will be able to rob our joy. No more beasts and false prophet. No more people hurting children. No more of this horrible unspeakable evil that's gone on in this world no one of you to rob our joy he says you'll have joy that no man can take away right that's what it says and in, in i read that in isaiah to you at that time you will need you won't need to ask me for anything i tell you the truth you will ask the father directly and he will grant you a request because you use my name that's what we say in jesus name we don't go in and in and of our own rights we have no rights except because of what our lord jesus did on the cross right you haven't done this before ask using my name and you'll receive and you will have abundant joy i think there's a there is a fulfillment there in that that we will have authority on this earth that we will have a unique a different kind of authority than we've ever had before just a, a giant step i did a video about the pyramid and inside the pyramid there's actually a a gospel presentation it's really remarkable i hope you'll go and look at it it's so cool it's out of my playlist archaeological discoveries and so when you're going up 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 at the very top when you get to the top and it's like after you know six thousand years we've been fighting and going climbing and climbing and slow and then you there's this giant there's this giant step it's like we're going to take a giant step and in our abilities and our authority on this earth to rule and reign because we'll be we'll have moved from childhood to an adulthood 
that spiritually what's happening at that time. Okay. Um, I tell you the truth. You will ask the father directly. He will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before you ask using my name and you'll receive and you'll have abundant joy. Cause that's one of the things that my friend was asking me, well, what's, what's it going to be like in the millennial reign? And it's like, you know, how many videos do I have on here? Like 300 and something. It's like, how do you, where do you start? You know, it's like the wealth and the health. And it's just, it's, it's, it's so much that's going to be so much better, so different. And so verse 31 says, but the time is coming indeed. And it's here now when you'll be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I'm not alone because the father is with me. I told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And just like I was just saying a few minutes ago, take heart because we're not fighting a battle that is going to be lost. This is why I'm, this is why I'm so always so positive because I know this is the fulfillment of the Lord's promise. This is going to happen. There is no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. This is happening because I know, you know, we've seen the sign of the son of man, the woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, with 12 stars in her head. And she was in labor to be delivered. We're delivering this millennial reign right now. And this is, this is happening. And there's nothing that can stop it. As Q has said many times. And that's why, because this is biblical. This is the Lord's promise. So take heart because I've overcome the world. He wasn't just telling them that he's telling us that don't worry this. He's overcome Satan. He's already overcome Satan. He's a defeated foe. And this is the final battle of Armageddon. If the Lord told us what happened. All right. This is all coming out like a play. Enjoy the show. This is what he told us would happen. All right. So I'm going to read the, what this old passage right here is what they call the, the high priestly prayer, which is our, the prayer of our Lord Jesus. So he's, he's been talking to his disciples. They've already had the last supper. He's already washed their feet, you know, and all of this. And he's talked to them and he's told Peter, he says, you know, you're going to deny me and all that. So now he goes to a place to pray. Now this is before, from what I understand, this is before he gets to the garden. Okay. After saying these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, your, the hour has come. Glorify your son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. So. If you remember, you know, Peter, James, and John saw the, our Lord Jesus glorified. And so, you know, they got to get a glimpse into his glory. So now he's saying it's time for this to happen. And part of that glory is, doesn't seem like glory to us, but for him to go to the cross and to pay for sin. He's the only one who could. He's the only one whose blood can wash away sin. He's the only one who is all God and all man, 100% God, 100% man. The only one who's, who's sinless, the spotless lamb. It's his glory to, to do this great sacrifice for us because no one else could. If he did not, we were all doomed. We would all be in the dungeons of hell with the demons. That's, that's the fact. That's the point of the good of Good Friday. So he said, it's time to, you know, to have to glorify your son. 
it's time for this to happen. We've been waiting on this. At that point, they've been waiting on this for 4,000 years. And so, you know, he's been very patient to do, to, to do, get this done. And now 2,000 years more until Satan is defeated worldwide for the entire earth to become his kingdom, for him to take and assume his role and begin to reign on earth. Okay, I go into that in my book, QAnon. I'm going to show you that book real quick. In case I've got new people here, I want to show you this. So here it is, QAnon and a thousand years of peace. It, you know, it doesn't appear that Jesus has been the king of the earth. We know he's the king, but he has not, had not assumed his role. It says this, I think in Revelation 12, it talks about thank, that, that all the elders bow down the worshiping the Lord because he's finally assumed his role and he's begun to reign. So he's been very, very patient. If you feel like some of the prayers you have prayed are, have not been answered yet, he knows he's been waiting thousands of years. So you haven't waited thousands of years yet, right? <laughs> all right. So it's time. It, it, he had authority over all of it. And he's given eternal life to those who belong to him, to his sheep. I revealed you, verse six, I've revealed you to the ones you gave me from the world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. I want you to realize that this is, this is amazing when we are in his family. This is a huge blessing. We didn't get here because of our pedigree or because of our, that we were smarter or because we were better. It's because of the grace of God. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you. And I have passed on to them the message you gave to me. They accepted it and know that I came from you and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me because they belong to you. Again, going back to the world, the world, the, 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 the ones who've taken on the evil. Okay. He's, isn't that interesting? He's saying uh, he's not praying for them. He's not praying for them. He's, he's like, if they have chosen this to take on the evil one and they, they've made their choice, they've literally taken the mark of the beast where they've taken in this, these evil ones. And this is, they're like Caiaphas died in the wool. They're going to do this. I'm not praying for them, but for those you've given me all uh, in the sheepfold. Remember I showed you the sheepfold, all that, those sheep, they're being, you know, run around by the, those dogs, right? Because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you and you have given them to me so that they bring me glory. How is that? What we're doing right here, what we're doing right here. And even those who are not in the Q movement, I know lots of people who don't know about Q and they, they work so hard every day trying to, trying to do something to help humanity, help people, you know, taking them groceries or, or just praying with them or, you know, and, and, I don't know why the Lord didn't bring them into the Q movement. That's his business, right? But, you know, he's, these are, this is how we bring him glory by just every day. Lord, how can I honor you? How can I do something to help you, uh, you do fulfill your work on this earth, right? Now I'm departing from the world and they are staying and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. That's what Q keeps telling us to stay together, to stay united. And so he, our Lord Jesus is praying for us to be protected from these, what? 
from the demons, right? He's praying that we'd be protected from the demons. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. That's that's uh, Judas, right? You know, that was that was part of the plan. Sometimes there are people who are traitors in our midst. If our Lord Jesus had it, don't be surprised that we have it too. It's, and he knew. It's harder for us to know. Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. That's what I, I get the joy of doing too. It's my joy to do this, to, to disclose what, you know, the, what the Bible has promised and so that you know this is it. And this is sure. There's no doubt about it. How much better to be in this Q fight, in this Armageddon battle, when you know this is Armageddon, we are the victors, there's nothing that can stop us from winning. I mean, this, how great is it when we know so much of this and we're not in this matrix and, and scared? And we can be filled with joy knowing this is, this is it. I've given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. Just as I do not belong uh, as I do not belong to the world. We belong to with our Lord Jesus. Right. And so there are people on who come on this page and our troubles that come on here and they hate us. They hate us because we have, we have the blood of Christ on our, on our sins that we have the power of the Holy Spirit within us. We have forgiveness and, and joy and the power of the Holy Spirit. They hate that. And they don't want to repent. They don't want to turn to Christ. And they don't want us to have this. And when we give, when we honor the Lord, it just ticks it off. It ticks them off. I've given them, okay, uh, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. He was praying for us. He's been praying for us this same prayer for 2,000 years. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so that they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. Yay. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. One big, happy family. So if you've got people who are, who are not believing, just trust that they will come into the family, okay? There are some people who've literally taken on the mark of the beast who are doing rituals. I, I, I can't say that they're not going to, but everybody else is. Just hang on tight, okay? So um, I was going to tell you, oh, <laughs> this is funny. My friend was, uh, I was telling her about my other friend who had just called me the other day that I've literally talked to countless times. And I said, yeah, they probably just called me the other day too. And she said, well, you should have told them. You snooze, you lose. You didn't listen to me all that other time. Forget it. I'm like, <laughs> no, because we've all been waiting and waiting and waiting and praying for the day when people would ask. So I'm not going to hold back for sure, right? She was just playing. Anyway, I've given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. This is what we're heading into, is a humanity where we are one. No more deception, no more division, no more, it's not just that we won't have wars, we won't have a reason for a war. We won't have reason for misunderstanding. 
I just, it's just too great to imagine. It's hard to fathom. The enemy has caused so much and there's so much distrust. You don't know who to trust. And the beast is gone for a thousand years, forever. The beast is never coming back again. But it's like, I just, it's hard to wrap our heads around it. But this is what he's saying. This, this prayer is about to get answered. You know, because the church, you wouldn't necessarily say it's been one, all right? I've given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you, you love them as much as you love me. That prayer is fixing to get answered. It may not have always seemed like it. It didn't. Oh, Father, I want these whom you have given me to be excuse me, with me where I am, then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. Oh, righteous father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I've revealed you to them and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them and I will be in them. Isn't that a beautiful prayer? He was praying for even for us, you guys. He wasn't just praying for those guys. He was praying for us too. And for this day, that this day would come. He was seeing, even before he went to the cross, he was seeing this day, that this day would come and that the whole world, I'm talking Buddhists and Hindus and Muslims and Jews and Christians and everybody all coming together in, in, in truth, not like some world, world, whatever, religion, but that we would all come to, to know Christ. That every world religion has been waiting on a Messiah. And when everyone says he's, he's our, we, we all agree he's our Messiah, then there's no reason for conflict. And that there's peace on earth. There's no one stealing from us. It was just, everybody's well. No one has lack. Every nation has been set free from the central banks. I mean, it's, we've lived to see it, you guys. What a day. All right. Um, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to show you before I, oh yeah. I want to show you just a little bit here in the next chapter, chapter 18. So now he's, he's prayed his high priestly prayer and now he's going to Gethsemane. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered that grove of olive trees. Judas, the betrayer, knew this place because Jesus had often gone there with his disciples. The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at that olive grove. Just like I was just showing you, that, that little bitty olive grove and some of those very same olive trees are there that were there at that time. It's right there by the Temple Mount, by the where the Praetorian Roman Praetorian Guard was. Jesus finally fully realized all that was going to happen to him. So he stepped forward to meet them. Who are you looking for? He's asked. They said, Jesus the Nazarene, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And it was almost like he was, it was like he was saying, I am. I am, which is the name of God. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. As Jesus said, I am. See how it says capital A, capital M, right? I am he. They all drew back and fell to the ground at once. They all fell to the ground. Every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. We're, that was prophetic for what's, what's about to happen now. Every knees, our knees bow uh, willingly. Theirs bow forcefully, reluctantly. By, by, you know, forcefully. Um, they all drew back 
And so once, once more, he asked, who are you looking for? And again, they, uh, they replied, Jesus of Nazarene, I told you, I am he. And Jesus said, and since I'm the one you want, let these others go. Now they could have ended up coming, you know, they could have been arrested at the same time, but he's still in all that he's going through, he's still protecting his men. He did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those you had given me. All right. So I'm not going to read the rest of it, but I wanted you to see that, that this is another, another fulfillment of uh, you know, prophecy of what we're, we're about to see is every knee bowing. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right. Um, on my community page, on the community page that we have here at Freedom Force Battalion, I put this song. It is my favorite song uh, of, for Easter. I'm not going to play it right here. It's, it's that same song I was playing at the very beginning. It is very intense. When you have a moment, just a moment to just be quiet and be still, I would really encourage you to listen to that song. And uh, it is our motivation. As I was saying before, his love, so amazing, so divine, amazing, never stops, keeps going, won't stop. <laughs> it's, it is our motivation for everything we do. That is what keeps us going. Is his love so amazing, so divine? That is what spurs us on. Okay. So if you feel weak, you look at him, say, Well, Jesus, with your love like that, you're lo that filling me, I can do all things, all things. And I'm doing this to save humanity. Okay. Obviously, not with our blood can't wash away sin, but what we can do to help to set humanity free from this evil. Let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for what you've done for us. Thank you so much, Lord, for your prayer for us. Thank you, Lord, that we're seeing your prayers fulfilled and that nothing will stop your prayer from being answered. Nothing will stop uh, every knee from bowing to you. We praise you, Lord, because you are worthy. You are worthy. We praise you that you uh, went to that cross your blood was, was sufficient to wash away sins of all humanity. Amazing, amazing. We praise you because you are perfect in everything you've done. And we thank you for that Easter is coming when you will uh, will remember that you rose again and that no one can keep you down. No one can keep this great awakening down. No one can keep the great resurrection from coming to this whole world. Thank you, Lord. We're going to see this day when we'll all have this great rising this great resurrection this great awakening and that the whole world will know and we'll all rejoice around you and that the, we will look for our enemies and we won't be able to find them we praise you and we give you give you thanks and along with all the angels that everyone who's rejoicing in what you did uh and continue to do for us we, we pray all these things in your great name amen all right guys i love you have a great easter and i will talk to you i'll talk to you soon all right bye